The Union 0430 is brought to you by Real Geese, the most technologically advanced silhouettes ever produced. Hey, everybody, it's Damien from Punisher Waterfowl and the Union 0430. Welcome back, episode 53, or season two, episode three, however you want to look at it.、Um, you just got East Coast tonight, ladies and gentlemen, so、uh, we'll try our best to slow down when we're talking and pronounce our words as best we can. We'll be sure to add the H's where they belong and, and not drop them where they don't, you know, that whole thing.、Um, anyways, just East Coast, we got Mark outside of the nation's capital, Ryan down in Nova Scotia. Dave is in the hospital, dark cloud.、Um, so he's in the hospital, and Phil is fighting crime. So you just got us three tonight, boys.、Um, I got to start it off with this. And I don't like going on rants right off the bat, but here's a rant. We are failing as a society or, or something. So, Ryan, and maybe you can you know, add a little bit more context to this. But according to Facebook now, we are no longer allowed to sell decoys on, on Facebook Marketplace. Could you elaborate, please? So, I was selling、uh, some decoys on a friend of mine's behalf and through Marketplace and Facebook. And I'm trying to remember exactly how I worded the title. I think it was like Waterfowl Decoys for Sale, flow,、uh, Field and Water Spread. And then in the description, it was just basically an inventory of everything it was. So, like, you know. Uh, you know, one dozen Avian X duck floaters,、uh, you know, half dozen of DOA full bodies, whatever, right? Just no, nothing that said the word kill, or I don't even think I used the word hunt. No,、like、was, are you, I'm looking at it right now. It says waterfowl decoy set, field and water. That's all you said. There you go. And like, no, like, no description, no like cheesy, like, used car salesman, like, everything you need in one load or anything like that, you know? And then just the pictures were literally of the decoys, the bags, all that stuff. And yeah, and then just a detailed list of what was for sale. That was it. And I went to post it at a marketplace, and、uh, a guy messaged me in a,、uh, in a Nova Scotia Waterfowl、uh, Facebook page. Uh, site and he was like, Hey, like your post, nothing shows up. And I was like, What? So I went to Marketplace and it said that I had,、uh, I had, what is it? Here, I'll I, read it for you. Yeah. It says, This listing goes against our rules on animals. It looks like this listing goes against our commerce policy on animals. Only you can see this listing now. If you think we got this wrong, you can request a review. Yeah. So may, maybe I need to change them to lawn ornaments. Yeah.、Um, Garden ornaments. Know, like the old, like, like the old,、uh, the old Henriettas.、Mm. So, so we'll see. Like, listen, I, I, I understand that、um, times have a. Has changed and and we, we're not all knuckle dragging fucking cavemen anymore. And, and I get that. And and we've matured over the years. We're not the same. You know, we abolished slavery. We we know more, or at least in Canada, you know, religion isn't、um, as prominent as what it used to be. All these things, and we've moved on past them. And I get it. And I understand why we did and why we need to. But, like, at some point, someone's got to be able to say, all right, enough is enough. We've reached, we've reached it. We've got to the point now where everybody can be safe and, and、um, we're not being a bunch of racists and bigots anymore. So now we can carry on. I think, I think we could sell decoys on Facebook. I, I don't think that's really going to. Yeah. Go ahead, Mark. It said, it said that it was against their policy on animals.、Uh, if you remember what happened a while ago, there is no, you're not allowed to sell animals on Facebook.、Mm-hmm. I wonder if it triggered because you were selling 
water, the word waterfowl come up and sell them at a picture of decoys. I wonder if it triggered some sort of a algorithm or bot that said, oh, this is a, someone trying to sell animals. I guess. Well, it could, like, Facebook's pretty sensitive right now. I mean, if you even if you were to write a post like, hey, I just got my COVID vaccine, you would get the little COVID, you know, warning or whatever for the, for, for that. So what? it is pretty, oh yeah. Yeah. Explain that one to me. I, oh, I, I didn't. Know. I didn't feel the need to let the entire world know that I got my first COVID uh, shot, so I didn't get this thing. That you're yeah, well, doing. you probably have. You probably have a friend. I don't want to go off topic, but like it's it's a kind of ties in. Like and and it, they're they're it's super sensitive about social social media. Just to prove your point, like you know anything like marks that can be botted or can be like censored or mm-hmm. tracked you put on there right and it could say one simple word whether it be vaccine decoy waterfowl hunting anything like that and it'll just instantly trigger um you know some kind of censorship or or you know violation of community guidelines or whatever okay i i you know what i i get that if it if it was you know that like you said that algorithm or that bot that probably picked up a word and and you know the sirens went off in Mark Zuckerberg's house. Um, I I get it. Um, so so maybe if you if you wrote back, maybe they would have uh, approved it, right? Who knows? Let's let's say that they didn't approve it, and they say no because you're trying to sell these these decoys. Their sole job is for you to kill other birds. That's the job, and that's against what Facebook stands for. Again, going back to the whole bigotry and and racist and and all of that stuff. Who fucking cares? Just mind your own goddamn business. If somebody wants to go hunt, if someone is not walking down through downtown Toronto or New York City or whatever big metropolis that that you're in as long as no one's walking down the street with 10 geese hanging off their back and you're dragging them on the road while you're going who fucking cares let people do their own thing and let them just exist without everybody getting involved that for some reason everybody feels the need that they need to interject their opinion on what everybody else is doing these days. And I don't understand it. And for hunters, we're seeing it all the time. Now look at when we done, when we talk with Maddie Wilson, that same thing that misses that just jumped right onto his posts when he put that picture of, of his dad. She, what did that gain? It, that ruined that woman's night. Apparently just seeing that picture. And if she would have just continued on scrolling instead of writing something and getting all ramped up, then she would have been, you know, able to carry on and watch Grey's Anatomy and, and everything would be fine. I, I get it. And I understand some of the stuff that like, so the sale of firearms, I, I get that. I understand why they can't do that on, on Facebook because you know, you know that fucking Kyle is going to find a, an Uzi somewhere on Facebook and go in and, and shoot up a fucking school. I get that. I can, I can buy, I can, I can understand no selling of firearms. That's like Kijiji is no selling of firearms. Um, I, I, I get it, but this is getting a little bit too much like decoys, like seriously, next it'll be well, camo. I- I don't see, I don't really see the big deal about firearms on Facebook within like certain groups. I don't really see a problem with that me right. personally, yeah. but, but I mean, like we're lazy we're, we're lazy as a society and we continue to get lazier. We, you know, <laughs> it's true though. Like we continue yeah, to get yeah. lazier, right. We're more reliant on technology. You know, like if I have a five-year-old son, if he watches Spider-Man and then you know, run, sees a wall and thinks I can stick to a wall like Spider-Man runs up, jumps into the wall, breaks his nose. You know, I'm not going to friggin' write Marvel a nasty <laughs> email that they shouldn't make that cartoon anymore. You know, I'm just going to, 
I may have done that when I was a five-year-old. <laughs> yeah, we all probably did that. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell my son he's not watching Spider-Man anymore because I'm I'm the parent. So it's just society today is just I don't know we're we're lazy and we're we're just the way it is. And these are just more examples. Like if you see something you don't like, then just move on. Like get find something you do like. Don't waste your don't waste your time with so much negativity. And, uh, you know, the more we rely on, on people to and corporations to like police this stuff, uh, the less, I don't want to use the word freedoms, but the less, you know, you know, yeah, maybe the, the less freedoms we, we have on these kind of platforms really essentially. So, but it's that, you know, ultimately it's, it's a business and it's their platform and that's what they want to do. And it's, yeah. I'll just go somewhere else and, or find another avenue to sell that kind of stuff. Or, but, but is the way it is okay so so we use that that the facebook right and and we use that as listen just mind your own business leave the post alone so here here's the story for you so my wife is driving home from work yesterday and um as she's driving through like the university core where all the students live and stuff there's she said a bunch of bunch of girls um wearing bikinis and they're just they they're day drinking they're students university they're day drinking in their bikinis and they just got these signs honk if you want us to drink so of course she said everyone's just coming on to the horns right and and these girls are just it's a hot day they're out and they're having you know getting getting their drink on so and i my response to that was like well good for them they're having some fun probably this is probably finals time frame so they're probably writing finals I'm whining. And she says to me, she said, oh, yeah, I, I bet you do, you know, find that OK. I was like, I really don't care. It could be half naked men for all I care. I don't give I, I'm comfortable enough that if it's a bunch of 20 year old buffed half naked men. Good for you that you're out getting drunk in the day. I wish I was getting drunk in the day. Like, but you know what I mean? Like, are they fucking hurting anybody? They're not hurting anybody. Just leave them be. Let them do, let people do what the fuck they want to do. As long as they're not causing anybody any harm, go for it. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I mean, if they're not hurting anybody, breaking any laws, like, what's, what's the difference? But, yeah, fuck it. Go for it. That is, and that, I mean, that's social media for in a nutshell, you know, 80% of what's said on social media, people probably wouldn't say if they were face to face with a group, right? Like oh, big time. Just, yeah, it's just, I mean, it's got a lot of good, good things. And it's got a lot of, a lot of bad things. I think more bad than good really, but um, that's the way we are in society right now. And it's, you know, it's, I never thought I'd see the day where I can't sell a plastic, plastic <laughs> duck on, yeah. on the internet, but here we are. So. Yeah. You should be more creative with your uh, yes <laughs> actually yeah. so with regards to i i've seen some pretty creative excuse me some pretty creative firearm posts on uh, on facebook it's pretty good uh, there's some that i seen one the other day and they were like uh anybody know where you would sell these engravings and it's obviously like those beretta <laughs> you know those detailed <laughs> engravings on on the yeah so on the receiver, that uh, was it was pretty. Anybody know where you can sell these engravings these days? Uh, that was awesome. It was it was pretty good. Anyways, enough of that. Time to get back to uh, duck hunting. So, kind of going back though, I wanted to just bring on how small a world this waterfowling community is, Ryan. Like, so you put that post up for the decoys. The dude that actually replied to let you know that that the that the the ad wasn't uh, yeah so like i got a message this is a crazy spider web like um yeah. i got a message from like uh, his name escapes me right now but uh, and, been, andrew, talking, andrew lowes i think was his name yeah. yeah we were talking to him all afternoon i was talking about all afternoon actually pretty nice fella anyways he grew up like down the street from from phil phil on the podcast here yeah and uh i was like he goes he noticed we had a bunch of mutual friends as most people do in the waterfowling world in this side of the border, because there's not a lot of us. So you, yeah. you know, one guy, they know 
bunch of other guys who waterfell hunter. And he goes, yeah. And he goes, I see uh, Phil Christian's one of your friends. I'm like, yeah, I do a podcast with him every every week. He's good, good dude. And uh, he likes to swear. And uh, yeah, so anyways, he goes, yeah. He goes, I just grew up down the road from him. He goes, uh, he is now, he moved to Nova Scotia. He lives in the same town where my sister lives currently right now. So that was kind of, that was kind of funny. And he, he, he goes, he saw my profile picture, saw that I trained a dog and we started talking about dog training and it turns out he just uh, put a deposit down on one of the dogs from the same bloodline that your dog is from Damien. Yeah. So like pretty crazy to have all these like uh, connections just in a matter of like a, a 30 minute span. Yeah. But that, that is crazy though. How, how small, this waterfowl community is, especially here in Canada, like you said, um, because if you know one, if you know one fella, guaranteed that fella knows another one of your friends, guaranteed. Like it, it is such a small, small community. So, um, you know, just anybody that's listening, if you think you're going to get away with retarded shit, chances are you're not going to get away with it because someone's going to fucking know about it. And it'll, at some point it'll make its way back to us and we'll discuss it at length on this show and, and publicly shame you. Um, but, um, but yeah, no, it was really cool that it's a small world. Um, Mark, before you jumped on, uh, Ryan and I were just, we were talking and we were talking about, you know, new spending for this upcoming year. And I, and we sort of kind of touched on it on a couple shows ago, but Ryan had said, you know, he, he's sort of kind of drawed the limit on, on the electronics that he's going to use when it comes to, when it comes to duck hunting, right? Like he's got his two lucky ducks um, and that's it, right? You got two lucky ducks. That's it, Ryan. Yeah, that's all he needs down there. Yeah, but so then I had said, well, you know, I'd like to have one of those pulsators or or one of those splashers, right? But then I I, I had said, but I don't think I really need it because where I'm at early season, like so, I have a lucky duck that I put out early season. It works, and then we have a space in the middle of the season where we don't really have any big numbers of ducks. Um, cause they've already, they've, they pushed through, but on the late end, on the back end of the season, if you got open water, you're going to get ducks because th those big fat mallards are coming down from up North. Right. And as long as there's open water, they're coming in. So I'm like, well, maybe I don't, maybe I really don't need to spend any more money on, on this stuff, which brought us to the point where we were saying like, how much more can you do and what really brought it on was we talked about uh the blind for the dog right and and ryan said listen i'm gonna go buy this one it's basic like what do i need it's just for the dog to crawl into so i can dispatch her to go get birds um i don't need these little gimmicks and and all of this stuff and that's where we're at right now like i I wish I had that aha moment where I could think of the next thing that the waterfowl com uh, community needs to have that I could patent and, and manufacture and become a millionaire with it. But I don't know what that is. And I, I, so now it just seems like all these companies are just adding a little twist to each and every little thing now just to put their own spin on something that's been, you know, used for, decades do you know what i mean like what what more can you like what's the next innovation for waterfowl hunting uh the next thing for for damien is a means to keep an open spot in his quarry yeah that, that already exists <laughs> well, yeah and that's that, not an innovation yeah and no, that, yeah that's not an innovation that's right but it's, it's everything is it's getting to the point now where it's well, there's a lot of gimmicks and there's stuff that's borderline gimmicks. Yeah, and I think I think shot is leading is the flagship in gimmicks. You know, like shotgun ballistics, 
and it's it's, oh, it's yeah. way like companies make it way more complicated than it can needs to be. And mm-hmm. I, this is Mark's wheelhouse, like, but <laughs> yeah, it's, it's all about you know you know pattern density is a real thing. Um, the type of metal you know you're you're firing out of that shell is very relevant, and you know the quality of powder and all that. But once you get past those three, four basic components of a shotgun shell, and we've had some ammo experts come and talk about that too, you know, there's, there's not much more than that, you know, a a square pellet versus a round pellet, you know, it's just, eh, you know, I I, I don't know. Yeah, go for it, Mark, because I know you I just got to say, because, and and it's been a little pet peeve of mine since, well, shortly after me and Ryan started waterfowl hunting together, because it was something that kind of, at first, I was I was all over it because you know you got the latest gimmick, you're gonna try it. But just for the general public, I know I know some people out there swear by certain brand names of ammo and what they do and and the marketing behind it. But think about this: when it comes to a shotgun load, a consistently round pellet is gonna be the the best ballistic performance of any thing you're gonna put in a shotgun shell for shooting waterfowl. When you start adding corners to that shot or ridges and all that stuff, it's marketing. It's a marketing gimmick. Those shells that do have that stuff and perform is more due to the wad and the chokes people are using. Nothing to do with the shape of that pellet once it leaves the round shape. As a matter of fact, the further downrange you get with these types of ammo, the less performance you're going to get. Now, that's not a that's not something because I, I prefer one ammo over another, and I'm not trying to knock different companies. It's it's a fact. It's science, <laughs> right? Not not rocket appliances. Not rocket appliances, but it's a fact. If those if those rounds those shells perform with that stuff, it's because of the wad. Or the powder, or someone's <laughs> choke, and, and they and they do use good, really good wads nowadays. I gotta say, like the wad performance is really what's pushing, uh, what's happening with a lot of uh, the shotgun shells nowadays. Granted, if you're gonna use uh, a heavier than steel pellet, that's also gonna perform better, obviously. So there's those things, but for the other stuff, round is better. Well, that just. Yeah. That just makes sense. Round is better. Like, you know, when you're going distance, like if somebody's if somebody says to me, and and I'm not, I'm like you, I'm not in here to to put down a different ammo company or anything like that. But if you're telling me a square is traveling faster and better than a circle then it's probably, it probably got a lot to do with the range of birds that you're, that you're taking down out of the sky. So you're not doing that for, you're not doing that overly long shot. Um, it, it's something that's very close. You could have thrown out um, equilateral triangles out of your fucking shotgun and it probably would have still knocked down the bird. Do you know what I mean? Um, but if you're talking about ballistic qualities then yeah round is is what works that's you know, you know and we're not we're not I mean, we're not ballistic engineers or scientists <laughs> here, so, you know we're but we put lots of rounds down range but if you know if somebody you know if somebody from heavy shots listening to this and and they're like well you guys don't know what you're talking about then feel free to send yeah. us each a box of uh you know three inch number twos at yeah. punisher waterfowl one two three fake street <laughs> PO box you know, anytime so yeah, prove or, us wrong or even ju- call us and come on the show and explain explain the science to us um yeah yeah better have a good explanation yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. You want to know why Ricky grinds my gears? <laughs> the, other, the other thing that I always find gimmicky, and I, I don't, before I say this, I don't think you two are one of these guys or Phil or Dave, but there's that guy who carries like four different choke tubes in their blind bag. And, you know, it's like, it's almost like you're a golfer 
and they're like, you know, the wind's in your face hard today. So you're going to like, I'm going to keep, you know, I'm going to use, I'm going to use the nine degree driver to keep the ball down for trajectory. You know, all oh, the birds are finished and tight. I'm going to use this op- more open choke. I'm like, like, I, I don't like whether I shoot a bird at 15 yards or 35, like I use the same choke and I don't know why once you find a choke that works for you you know like I don't know why you would be jumping back and forth like me personally like I I don't I don't know I I just don't see the logic in that and that's what I was going to say when Mark was talking right because like when we started talking about shot like that was obviously something Mark is is fairly passionate about right and (laughs) and educated about like I I don't buy it like I really don't buy into any of that shit right like I, I don't I, I take a shell and I pattern it. If a pattern's nice, like, and I don't even know, like, I don't even, and this is how basic, I don't know what my shot size is. I, or you know, I know what my shot size is. I don't know what my shot weight is. Uh, I don't care about that stuff. I, I really don't care about it. I, I, I get a box of shells. I go out and I, I pattern the gun if I like the pattern, I like the pattern. And then that's like, I have no idea what my, what my pellet weight is. I I don't know. I don't care because I pick my shell that has the best friggin' pattern. And that's what I use. And and I, and when it comes to the choke, I use the same fucking choke all season long. When I start switching between chokes, that's when I start missing birds guaranteed guaranteed I'll miss birds if I start switching between jokes. I, I just, I don't care about those things. And, 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 and I, I'm not, not looking down on anybody that do that's, that's great. I can't remember those things. And that's the reason why I don't try to remember because I can't fucking remember it, but like, just again, fucking do whatever you want. When I first got my Versamax, I uh, I used to switch between different ones because my my chokes on my Versamax weren't weren't named modified, improved, or cylinder or anything. They right. were uh, pass shooting. I don't know if Ryan remembers pass shooting. Uh, oh yeah, over the decoys. Over decoys. Oh yeah, really? something else. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and anyway, so my uh, Lemon A7 had the same chokes. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I, I was switching because I was doing different kinds of shooting. I was like, oh, I'm going to use this one today and whatnot. And after a while, I just realized that I wanted the, the pass shooting one in all the time because it was the tightest mm-hmm. shooting of all the chokes. <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. That's what I ended up using. And then after a while, I, was, I, I didn't even use them anymore. And I went and got, my, got myself a Carlson's uh, Improved Modified, which is uh, between a modified and a full. It's a 710 constriction. The thing works beautifully out of my gun. And I mm-hmm. killed a lot of birds with that choke. And that's just the one I like. And so. and that ties into so it ties into what Matt Pomeroy was saying last last week. You know, like you, you you get that fit for your gun, you know the feel for your gun, you know what you're doing with your gun, you know the choke tube, the ammunition. But then you look at, you know, we're talking about gimmicks with shot and stuff. Look at Brendan Veerman. Brendan Veerman has absolutely no loyalty when it comes to ammo. He buys the absolute cheapest. Whatever he can find is the cheapest. That's what he shoots. And Brendan shoots a lot of birds, a ton of birds. So, you know, there's something to be said. Like, I I know, like, people talk about ammo. and, and, And listen, I got my ammo that I use, and I like it. Um, and that's what I use. But there's something to be said that you can go pick up any box of ammo you want and you're still going to drop birds. Yeah. There's a lot of people on social media who, you know, pitch an ammo and they shoot maybe, you know, 30 birds a year, you know, mm-hmm. use, yeah. use brand X. I do, you know, yeah. and they're doing like, they're doing like, you know, the shot, the, the stage shot of, you know, the ammo box with a, a dead Drake Mallard's head on it or whatever, right? Yeah. But you look at those people and it's like, oh, you're not an outfitter. You're not a guide. You know, you're not going through, you know. I've used, you know, there's certain brands of ammo I've used and I'm like, I, 
I'll go through multiple, you know, misfires in a year. And I'll be like, mm, no, I'm done. Actually, I'm not going to say the brand, but that's why I stopped using a certain brand previously. Mm-hmm. So, you know, because like, I'm like, I'm not, you know, it, it, it can be dangerous. Like it, it could be yeah. dangerous. Yeah. Um, if you have somebody who has a misfire and they don't know, you know, oh, yeah, they start pointing the barrel in a different direction. Hey, that you, know, you want, want to give that 10, 20 seconds for that round could still go off. It's a hang <laughs> on, a fire, slow, you know? on a slow burn. Yeah. Yeah. What's, what's Mark out there? Yeah. Oh, it's a cattail. <laughs> I was gonna say I was gonna say something else, but yeah. <laughs> so you know, like, anyways, but uh, going back, just circling back, like, I I think it is important to kind of pattern your shot. Find you know, find a gun that fits. Like we've talked about in previous episodes, it, it's kind of a trial and error. And like, um, you know, find a gun that fits you. Find a choke that works, and find an ammo that you're comfortable shooting. And when you get those three to make like a marriage, like you're going to be, you're going to be happy. You're going to, you're going to, I think that's, it takes a while. It does take trial and error. Cause I know like I, I used to be that person. I just kind of made fun of like, you know, like I had, uh, I used to shoot a Remington and uh, it had like the same Remington chokes. Like Mark, like I said, it's not improved or modified. It was over the decoys, past shooting. I'm going to look them up and we'll see what those are. Long range was probably the last one. Oh, no, pass, uh, pass shooting was long. Pass shooting was long range. Oh, really? That was, that was the full full choke. And, uh, you know, I, they'd always be in my blind bag. I think it was my dad one day when we were, we were hunting a small <laughs> pond. And I'm like, I'm like looking for the range. He goes, what are you doing? He goes, I'm trying to put in a smaller choke. And he's like, why? And I'm like, well, I don't want to shoot a full at like a bird at 15 yards. He goes, he goes, why not? And this kind of goes back to what when Matt was on last week, you know, just aim small, miss small. And uh, that's what it's all about, man. Like from then on, I'll, I, I shoot a I shoot a pattern master pattern master extended range right now. Yeah, I've been shooting it for probably six years. It's the only choke that goes in my gun, no matter if I'm shooting at ten yards or forty. Yeah, so. yeah and and I think that's the that's the other that's a, a a good point. Like if if you are like if you find your choke that that you love and that choke can effectively reach out and kill some birds at a, at a distance and you're at 10 yards and you've got a bird, well, you've, you've got to make that adjustment. You're not, you're not pointing center of mass on that, on that, right? Because well, we seen it. Remember that Mallard in Nova Scotia that time? <laughs> you remember right. that one? It was like, it was like a scud missile hit this friggin' bird. It was just like, and that was just because you're fo- you see the bird and you're following it and you're just it, just the way the bird was was coming and it just it, it was yeah. like, it was beautiful. Flooded timber, oh, yeah. flooded timber, right? What, yeah, that's the name of them. Um, I wanted to to ask this question, and and the only reason why is because I've started it this week. When do you guys start getting your heads wrapped around duck opener? Because I've started this week. Like I, I'm, I'm starting now to put, start putting my plan together, where I'm going, who I'm going with, um, and and start doing the plan now. Here I am in in June. I've I've got uh, July, August. I've got three more months to go uh, before duck opener, and I'm already starting the planning right now. For me, it's on the back burner most of the summer, but it really starts start putting some thought into it by uh, early August. I was literally over at my buddy's house the other night going through. He had like an abundance of old decoys he hadn't used. He didn't know what he had or name brands or anything. So that's what I put. I posted for sale there online uh, earlier today. So we're going through all those decoys and we're just hauling them, organizing stuff out and setting everything up. And, you know, he's like, oh man, and he goes, this looks good. He goes, I didn't even know I had this much stuff. And that just kind of got the itch going for me just a little bit, you know? Yeah. So, and now I'm driving around in the countryside and I'm kind of like, oh, look, you know, Farmer Johnson's got corn this year. Who's got wheat coming up? You know, it just, it kind of like organically kind of happens this time every year. 
here's a question for you. And this is a question because I honestly don't know it. And uh, maybe I should know it, but I don't. So we're going to back up and go through the birds and the bees and science here a bit when it comes to fucking waterfowl. So geese migrate north. They come up here and they have their goslings, right? So when they have their goslings, they lose their flight feathers, right? So they're not flying. Once they have their, their young, they're not flying, right? They're, they're, they're stuck to the ground, correct? When they molt, yeah. Yeah, when they molt. Okay. So if I see major flocks of birds flying around, is that just because there was always that theory that that geese were monogamous right like they 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 bred for or they paired up for life so if i see a flock of birds flying around geese are are that a bunch of of widows or widowers do you know what i mean probably more migrators which means like you're unsuccessful breeders that's probably what it is what do you mean when you say what do you mean when you say Oh, okay, your, so your first years. Okay. Yeah, yes. or no, or unsuccessful breeders. Like so what do you mean? The, when... They lost the nest. Uh, oh. They didn't, they didn't breed. Like, there's a lot right. of right. Never, so, yeah. like, predators got their eggs. I never thought about yeah. that. Yeah, Mr. Mr. Gander isn't quite performing well in the nest. Uh, whatever. <laughs> yeah, did, right? a little bit of anxiety yeah. issues or, or little, stage yeah. fright. Okay. Yeah. So. I, I, see, I seen a a bunch of birds fly over the house Saturday and I, because I, you know, same thing, I'm driving around the countryside and I'm seeing all kinds of goslings uh, and, and they're growing fucking fast. They seem to be bigger at this point this year than they were last year um, in this area anyways. Um, but then I'm seeing all these other birds that's just flying around. I'm like, what are they? Like, are they the ugly, are they the ugly geese that, that nobody wanted to have babies with. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. So I thought I'd ask the question. And goslings might be like, they're cute for like the first, like, I don't know, yeah. five weeks. And then they get into this like little mini ostrich phase <laughs> where they're just like, you see them on golf courses and they're like, oh, you're, they're, you're, you're almost scared of them. They like yeah. Yeah. long neck, like lemmings or something. Or, yeah. or gremlins. That's what I'm saying. Long, gremlins. Like, long gremlins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, no i'm i'm ex i'm actually ecstatic for this year's duck opener so mark which is this will be year number three um down here for duck opener uh brendan veerman's going to come down for duck opener philly's coming for duck opener dave's coming for duck opener um we're going to have a big old big old bash here and uh it's, it's going to be fun so i'm already excited i'm i'm already got the wheels turning trying to figure out a way that i can make this uh a more memorable experience and and not just all about the shooting birds because f you know not to jinx us but the last two years mark and i are done and back home by 9 30 in the morning um and that leaves a lot of the day left for uh for shenanigans so uh well breakfast but that that's an hour, you know? So um, it, it, it's a lot more to me this year. And I was actually, Mark, I was actually thinking about this. Like this year for duck opener, I was actually thinking um, I may just run lander. I might not even take the gun with me and just run lander and just, cause it might be you and, and somebody else in the boat with me. And then I'll just run lander, not even take the. And you know what, Ryan? I this is to be the first time where I'm actually. You know what? I really don't care if I shoot fucking birds. I'll, I'll run the dog. I'll look after the dog. You guys shoot the birds, and and I'll. Uh, now I say that now. Um. On the morning of duck opener, once Merck gets his limit i'll be taking this gun and and mark will run the dog but uh i don't i don't know you know it's just it's i i'm really excited about the fact that the group of us are going to get together on on that for that evening that weekend you know what i mean and 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 i am i'm really really excited about it so 
I don't know. Never too early to start thinking about duck opener, in my opinion. You know, I'm already scheming about how how we're going to stay at your place. <laughs> well, I've I've had some I've had some conversations with the wife on how I'm going to board everybody, and uh, a couple of my options have been shot down. So uh, I, I, I have a couple ideas. I'll run them by you after. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I tried to talk her into buying a, an RV. I'm like, we should just buy an RV and park it at the side of the house in case people come to visit. And she was like, yeah, yeah. That, that's, yeah, we're just going to buy an RV. Yeah, we're just going to buy an RV just so your hunting buddies got a place to stay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's, that's totally what we're going to do. Yeah, that one, that one got shot down pretty quick. But that, that just goes to show my commitment to ensuring everybody is comfortable is that I would go in debt <laughs> heavily. Yeah. <laughs> just so that you're comfortable. Second mortgage. I, I got a couple ideas. I'm going to run them out by you after. There's no need to share them with the entire world just yet. What's that? I got a couple ideas I'll run by after. There's no need to share them with the entire world just yet. Uh, millions and millions of fans. And as long as it doesn't involve mod tent, I'm sure he's game. Somebody had a picture on Facebook the other day. They were like, people says you can't smell a picture. And they showed a picture of mod tent. And they were like, I can smell this picture. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I can smell Especially it. on a hot summer day. Mm-hmm. Canvas. Yeah, no, that absolutely is good, man. This is it's awesome. Um, so we've got a couple really cool. So we had a really cool guest. It was going to be it was going to be a pretty educational episode again tonight. Like we had a really good one with Matt last week. Um, actually, this fella, um, he sent me a message yesterday. He started listening to the episode, and he actually paused the episode, ran to his gun safe, pulled his gun out and started doing the things that Maddie was, was saying in the episode, just to see if, if everything was lining up right for him and, and if his gun was actually fitting him and, and everything he was doing. Right. So, you know, that's a huge Ryan, we were talking about it before we started recording, you know, it's a huge feather in the hat. And even the fella that uh, messaged you about the posts, when you said you and Phil, do a podcast he said yeah i listen to it regularly like that's yep. you know um i know there's a lot of people that listen to it and uh, listen to this podcast this show whatever you want to call it and and you know they're just doing it from from the back benchers and they're not you know on facebook and on social media tagging us and 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 stuff um i can't I can't say enough thanks. And like every, every day, it seems like I'm meeting somebody new that's listening, listening to the show where you guys are telling me about somebody that, you know, that, that listens to the show, but yet they're not, you know, commenting or, or whatever. Sometimes you get, sometimes you get caught up in how many likes and how many views and all of this stuff do you get? There's a ton of people that's just not even commenting, you know, um, just a, I mean, I don't comment. No, just a nice little feather in the hat there when somebody, somebody uh, says, "Yeah, that was that was really good. That was really informative. I, I like that. I had to go." I just, that I just like talking about waterfowling and everything yeah. that is encompassed with it, whether it's like dog handling and shooting, calling, you know, your decoys, like everything. I just, I just love. I live. We all, the five of us, we love live and breathe it. Like. Yeah. And when you find whether you're, you know, like hockey or woodworking, whatever, like when you find people within your niche, you just tend to just be able to communicate with them a lot more easier and get along with them. It's just yeah. the way it is, right? Like you just kind of jive. So um, that's the best thing about a platform like this, like a podcast and like people are out there and they, you know, they, they kind of hear a lot of our stories and, and what we, what we do and what we, where we've been and what, you know, and uh, hopefully you can relate to some people and people want to reach out and just like 
just chew the fat on any, everything worth hunting or turkey hunting or whatever, man. It's, yeah. That's what it's about. It's, it's, yeah, absolutely. That's, that's, uh, we, we always say we're as advertised, we're not experts. We don't claim to be experts. Um, we have our opinions. Sometimes we're right. Sometimes we're wrong. Probably wrong more than often, but <laughs> I, well, I, I could say that's, uh, we got a, we got a big thing coming down the pipe here. Um, probably in a couple months, we were talking about it yesterday. Um, and like I said, I'm just, I'm just a point of contact. You guys are all the knowledge. I'm, I'm just a pretty face that that's it. I'm the eye candy. You're Vanna White. <laughs> yeah. I'm Vanna White. That's me. Yeah. 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 No, but, but seriously though, like the, the show is, uh, and we've talked about it a number of times off, off air, but the show is exactly what we envisioned it to be. Um, obviously it's gotten a little bit more popular than we thought it was going to be. Cause we really didn't think that it was going to get to be this popular and this many people watching it. But as for content and the way that we carry ourselves on the show, I think it's the same now as opposed to it was on episode one. Um, we still treat it the same way. The show is the show and, um, you know, our guess is what makes it, uh, is what makes the episodes even extra uh, specials because we, we've had some pretty fucking amazing guests on this show and some super knowledgeable people and some great, excuse me, some great human beings. Um, so, you know. Yeah, we've been spoiled for sure. Um, you know, we've got to meet some pretty, cool people we probably otherwise wouldn't have had the opportunity to meet no uh, you know i think we need I, I think we need to do a story episode i mean we've got so many stories between the five of us yeah um that yeah. don't get don't get told a lot maybe we'll yeah. cross that bridge someday but um yeah, yeah just, and and i guess the whole the whole uh or the old army adage no names no pack draw right and you just if it's the ones where someone is really going to get called out on it, we'll just not say names, but yeah, we've got some doozy stories and, and we've, and you know, the five of us have come across some doozy characters over the years too. So. Ryan, do you remember the time we were, I think it was down in Nova Scotia and we we're hunting and this guy shows up in a blue and white jacket. Was it you? Guy shows up in a blue and white jacket and a, and a dirt bike helmet. Uh, oh. A young feller, and he showed up right in the middle of our hunt, and he wanted to join us. <laughs> this must have been, been with my dad. I would. Oh, might have been at Brian's field. Okay. And, uh, anyway, he shows up, comes lying. He's like, "Yeah, can I join you guys?" And we're like, "Well, we we'd love for you to join us, but we can't hide you." <laughs> yeah. You're, you're blue. He's a teenager, right? Yeah. Just and and let's say, I, I, what's the term? Cognitively, cognitively impaired. Yep. <laughs> Lately, so uh, anyways, he uh, we had to kind of convince him that we couldn't help him out at that moment, but we would love for him to join us again in the future if he had uh, different clothing or something, right? Because we weren't hiding in a blind; we were just standing in a fence line, right? Hmm couldn't hide him but it was it was just funny that the guy showed up he heard the shots and he just came just showed up out of the blue That's but he funny. wanted to hunt he heard the shots right i thought that was one of the it was pretty cool that way but it was also funny at the same time i uh i took a fella out on opener uh about oh fuck five six years ago anyways he was like what do i need i said just bring your gear I said, just bring whatever you need to dress yourself, your gun and ammo. I said, I got a boat. I got the decoys. I said, I got calls. I said, we're good. I said, you just get yourself here. Make sure you're dressed appropriately, you know, and, and we'll, we'll pull this off. So we get, we get out to this spot. And I said, all right. I said, well, I'm going to go set out the jerk rig. Um, you just 
you know, put the lucky duck here and then, you know, throw some decoys out, you know, in around this, this area, right? So he, he was in the boat and he was doing that, right? So anyways, we set all up. I still didn't notice at this point. Sit in the, sit in the boat. First light comes, birds come in. He takes a shot, hammers a bird. It goes down. That No dog or nothing then, right? I was like, better get out there and get that bird before he, you know, floats away. And he's like, well, I don't have any waders. And I'm like, what do you mean you don't have any waders? And he was like, well, I don't have any waders. I was like, you're a duck hunter and you don't have waders? And he was like, well, I've never needed them before. I was like, how have you never needed waders? And you're a duck hunter. And, and it's not so much a funny story. It was, it's more along the lines of a, a shock that I was like, how have you ever retrieved your birds? He was like, well, I just pick them up at the end of the hunt. I just keep track of them. I was like, you honestly don't own waders. Don't own waders. And I was like, this, this is a first for me. I've never met somebody that didn't own waders. That was a duck hunter. And then the next day, I took another new guy out. And, and I don't do a lot of calling for a lot of reasons. And the main one being I'm not a great caller. So I take this guy out and he's got this, this goose call. I don't know. It's like this fucking long and like two feet long, this goose call. And he's just coming onto it and, I, and it's migrators flying over us. Right. And I'm like, those aren't coming down, buddy. And he was like, what? I was like, those have a different vision of what they're doing the rest of this day and coming down into our decoys is not one of them. And he's just hammering on this flute. And I'm like, please, stop you it doesn't sound like a goose i'm like i'm not blowing into my goose call because i'm not great at it um and you shouldn't be blowing in yours he was like yeah it probably just needs to get tuned up so he starts taking it apart somebody needs to get tuned up <laughs> <laughs> so he starts taking apart his flute and and it explodes on him right and i'm like excellent and he was like oh i'm pretty sure i can get it all back together i was like just take the perts put it all in your pocket and we'll just sit back here and enjoy do not blow into your call but actually ryan me and you were on a hunt one time too when somebody pulled out their calls and we were like what the fuck is who's blowing the kazoo down on that end <laughs> I wonder. I may have been out. I may have been on a few hunts with that person too. Was that? I may have been on a few hunts with that person too. Yeah, I think I know. Yeah, uh, it was it was bad because we were hunting. So Ryan is Ryan's on the call, right, and and doing his thing. So I'm I'm sort of like. Does it make sense when I say like background noise, like adding another? They, yeah, like you're not the main caller it's just a just yeah. a little thing in the back so that's what i'm doing i'm not blowing a, a, a great call i'm just making some fucking noises and then it's like a fucking kazoo and i'm like when i'm critiquing your calling ability there's some serious problems that's and i guess that's the the moral of the story at damian Pittman shrugs at you you should put your calls away and and now keep in mind, there's there's nothing wrong with someone learning how to call. No, not at all. Use no. a call and watch it. Yeah. Uh, it's just that if for some reason you've never done any training, yeah. you've never gotten any critique from anyone, you've never done any actual research yourself as to how to call. Yeah. I think you can call. You might want to get some. Well, some feedback. Yeah, it's, but it's like it's like playing in a band, you know, like when you're out there and there's like, you know, everybody's everybody's got a goose call, everybody's got a guitar. You know, somebody usually the, the guy who's more experienced, he's gonna play lead, you know, <laughs> let them and then you just kind of follow along. Rhythm, you know, okay. Yeah, rhythm so, rhythm guitar. You know. That's me. Yeah. 
Yeah, if, if you yeah, <laughs> yeah if, put her put her in drop D and just scrub. Just have, have fun. Yeah. Explore explore the studio space, man. Like, yeah, you know. Like, <laughs> but, no, but you're you're yeah. right, Mark. Like by no means am I saying this to dissuade someone from learning. Yeah. But right. you know, like how many <clears throat> times? Like even even when we've all hunted together, there's been times when regardless of how good you are as a caller, sometimes the birds just don't want it and they'll just do it for you without any calling. So you need to be able to, um, so I guess it's not really so much that the person didn't know how to call. It was really the person ignored what the birds were doing and didn't pay attention to the birds that the birds weren't reacting to his calling, but yet he still felt that it was necessary to keep calling. Do you I've know seen, what I mean? Yeah, um, you hit the nail on the head there. Like, I've seen guys who are really good callers, but not good at reading the birds. Yeah. And I've seen guys who aren't great callers, but they can read the birds. You know, and yeah. I mean, calling is is a great factor, but it's it's a small factor out of the whole equation. There's a lot of things you know to get into that to get into that position to have success, but it's it's just it's one part of the whole equation. So. Mm -hmm. um but yeah you can if you do it incorrectly you can deter birds it's a hundred percent accurate so especially in the, like the later on season goes and the birds more educated and stuff like that but no you made a good point but you said it like that because reading the birds is equally important as being able to communicate with them mm -hmm. yeah and uh, just keeping in mind i'm what you just said ryan we had a guy Myself and Damien were out one morning last year, and we had a, a couple guys set up in a blind 200 yards to our back. And, of course, we're all seeing the same birds. If there's a bird flying by, their calling would just start immediately upon visual sight of a bird, right? And it would not stop until that bird was no longer in sight. Even if there was a bird working into our decoys, they were continuously calling and the bird, bird would just flare on their calls. It had nothing to do with our setup or anything. Because A, they were always calling. And B, they didn't know how to call. Right? So it, it was just, it was kind of annoying. It's like, if you guys would only shut off for one second and let a bird work or see what a bird's doing, <laughs> you might get something back there. Yeah. And we might get something too. <laughs> right? so, funny, funny story from last year. Me and my dad were just traffic hunting some geese. And uh, we there's some few flocks. It was like, I think it was the last week of the early season. So there's a few birds around, stuff shot up. Like, it's not, we don't get a, we don't have a very hot early season or whatever. Anyways, and there's like another group of guys, like young guys, probably new, you know, didn't have a huge spread. Just, you know, they're just getting into it. They're like two fields over from us. We, we can't see them, but we can hear them. You know, I can, I can hear them like talking if, if they're talking and laughing loud enough. Anyways, so we're just kind of bored. And you know what you're like when you're, you're, you're a young hunter and, and everything just kind of gets excited. You know, here, here I am with my, my father. We've, you know, we've got a few hours in the blind and we can hear these guys hooting and hollering. And my dad's like, man, they're never, my dad says to me, this guy's never going to kill any geese if you can hear them from here. And I'm like, I said to my dad, I'm like, well, let's see if we can get them a little excited. So I just get on the goose call. I just do a couple, just a couple like clucks, just yeah. like, you know, and they instantly go quiet and it's quiet for about 10 seconds. So I got, I got their attention. And then I cluck a little louder this time to make it sound like, okay, there's, there's birds coming. Yeah. They're and man, it was like a sixth grade birthday party over there. And chime and wind noise you could hear. It was like it was it sounded like a parade going through a cornfield. We were just on it. So yeah, you have a little fun with it sometimes, I suppose. But yeah, yeah. And it, it's it's great. And and maybe something that we could touch on. We're getting uh, we're getting pretty tight on time here right now, but something that we could touch on some other time. And and I I, I wanna get this out there so you can wrap your heads around this and and then the listeners can can probably think about if it's happened to them or if they've done it listen there's no need to lie when you're in the blind so 
you don't need to say, you're not going to impress me by saying that you fired three shots and killed three birds. When I know I'm sitting or I'm in a blind next to you and I know I killed one of those birds. You don't need, like, you're not impressing me. I, you're not going to get any special award. If your dog, if you, and listen, Mark was with me when my dog just completely fucking did not want to do work last year. If your dog doesn't want to work, it's okay to say that your dog doesn't want to work. Don't make up some bullshit story that, well, yeah, she was working, but must have been a coyote out in the field or something she got a scent of and uh, she just didn't want to go. Like that, because I've heard those stories. I've heard when the dog wouldn't go, uh, it must be a coyote out there. Listen, dogs have bad days too. Everybody, everybody gets down. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, don't lie. Just, well, dog's being a fucking bonehead today or... I can't shoot shit today. Just own it. Stop pretending to be something that you're not. Yeah, or be one of those guys. And I hit all three of those birds. Because mm. all three of those birds are flying away. <laughs> <laughs> you <Perfectly> are <laughs> witnessing a miracle. Yeah. Your flies I hit all three, three of those. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I have, I have seen it, though. And you can call them, call it bullshit. I know I've hit birds and I've seen them like they're flying and I've seen them like knock back and then just continue on flying. I've seen that <laughs> big time and I'm not lying. Anyways, this was episode 53, everybody. I want to do a quick little plug for, I know it's late in the episode, but hopefully everybody's still listening and they haven't got bored with us yet, but I want to do a quick plug for wild for hope. The, the fundraiser that Brian McRae, who's been a, a guest on this show a couple of times, um, it's his fundraiser. And just so that you know, when, when you buy, donate, you attend these events, not only are you helping um, his son, Jace, but you're also helping a ton of other families in his local area. And that is such a, such an important thing right now. We just did our announcement on what we're donating, which is, which is small time compared to what some of these amazing companies and organizations have stepped up and, and provided for prizes for, for Wild for Hope. And I just, my quick little plug, I would love to see Brian's Facebook page absolutely blow up with new people following it and registering for the online auctions so that they can be part and, and hopefully raise some money for cerebral palsy in, uh, in the Peterborough Hastings area here in Ontario. Um, quick round the table. That's a short, it's a small table tonight, Mark. Good to see you boys. Good chatting. Um, there's one topic I wanted to discuss. We'll, we'll, we'll hit it up next time. Ooh, maybe uh, we can hey, we, we can extend this if it's a good time no it'll take too long uh i'll, I'll tell you <laughs> what i was thinking uh just waterfowl id while hunting ah how to work on improving that yeah i got some ideas and we'll, we'll run it next time that's a little segue into the, maybe the next next time we get yeah, on. a good one that yeah. is a good idea save us save us from uh, all those posts of anybody know what this bird is which is fucking you know what i'm not you know what that that's yeah. a whole discussion man that that, that is that's Brian. A whole, there's a whole bunch of stories behind that too. <laughs> so, <laughs> so many megandrum shots <laughs> oh my god there's, uh, there's gonna be some name what? drops there's gonna be some name drops there's gonna have to be uh. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. Okay, Ryan. Uh, nope. Uh, again, always, always fun. Look forward to catch up with you guys. Um, just like sitting in the blind, like we always did back in Ontario. Another, another uh, evening crushed with some good company. So, looking forward to next week. Awesome. 
Everybody, thank you so much for listening. Um, feel free to, to send any one of us a message, anything you want to discuss. Even if you don't like something that we said, let us know. We're probably not going to listen to you. Well, we'll listen to you. We're probably not going to change is what I'm trying to say. But you should let it be known. Um, or play along with what I said earlier, just fucking shut your mouth and don't say nothing. I don't know. I'm not changing for my wife. I'm not changing for you. <laughs> Absolutely. Everybody, this was episode 53 of the Union 0430. Thank you so much for coming on and listening to us once again. Um, I promise you next week, you'll get more than just the three of us. So uh, I appreciate your patience and uh, sticking around. Big love, everybody. Until next Basic week. Basic fucking boys. Basic fucking